Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches what is going on everybody john middlecoff three and out podcast sitting here on thursday getting ready for these championship games can't freaking wait watch the Chiefs and the Titans game, the Niners and the Packers game from week 10, and I think week 12 was the Packer game, and I watched them both back in the last basically day, so we'll have some thoughts, obviously, on the games, uh, you know, in the playoffs, who has the most pressure coming up this weekend, championship weekend, we only got three more football games left this season, three more games, these two games, and then the Super Bowl, so soak this bad boy in, because... We got a long off season, you know, kind of like uh, the Houston Astros. It's going to be a long summer. It's going to be long. We're going to miss football, but the good thing is that we'll keep on going and we got combine and then the draft and free agency. I, I got a lot of takes, so I'll keep you entertained, but the actual games, which we all love the most, that's why we, uh, you know, like football or like sports, the games we only we only have 60 what 120 doing the math here 180 we don't we got 180 minutes left of football for the 2019/20 slash season uh so enjoy it while you can and then uh obviously Middlecoff mailbag and the podcast i got, I got a bunch of questions at john Middlecoff, dm slide up in them instagram and i will answer your questions here on the podcast but i want to start with this the coaching profession is pretty unique. You know, I, I think most people, if you're listening to me, wherever you live, maybe you left for college and then you ended up with a job, right? Let's say you went to say you went to Wisconsin, you're from somewhere in the Midwest, you end up working in Chicago, and then you just kind of plant your roots there. And obviously people are from different places in Chicago or Arizona or LA or Philly or wherever you're from. Now, maybe you're from that area where you live, maybe you're not, but once you get a good job and, you know, meet your wife or meet your girlfriend or meet kind of your group of friends, I think a lot of people like to get situated. I know me, I went to school, I held the best school I got into was five hours away from where I grew up. And then from there, I went to Fresno State. So really, until I was about 24 years old, I had spent my entire life from Sacramento area down to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo, that's down by Santa Barbara, over to Fresno, which is in a relative, you know, three or four hundred mile radius. But obviously, not even that three hundred miles. Maybe two hundred. You know, it's four or five hour drive at most. 
and everything was relatively close. And then I got a job in Philly and I traveled really, really far away. And once I got into football, I realized, you know, a lot of my friends either went to LA, went to San Diego, went to the Bay Area. It's where everyone was going to work, you know, in like 09, 2010, 2008, in that area. People just go to work to a certain area and then they kind of establish their roots where, wherever, I mean, they might move to in a city, then to the suburbs or whatever. But once I got into football, I realized, and it didn't quite hit me because I was so young, so naive. I was just working in the office and then I got to move back to California. And I'm like, once I got the opportunity to move back to California in my third year and do the West Coast, I was like, I don't want to move. Like, I, I'm not, I, I'm not doing this profession and I'm not normal. A lot of my friends that I worked with with the Eagles have now worked in multiple places. They work for other teams. Now, some of the, my, I still have friends with the Eagles that still work for Philly, but I have multiple friends that I worked with that now work for other squads and live there. And luckily, they have relatively stable jobs. And scouting can be a little bit different than coaching, but coaching is truly crazy. Like, think how many people you know growing up that were like non-military, that were really like a guy that's, you know, I've had, I've lived in seven different towns by high school, non-military. It's not, it's pretty abnormal. Maybe you moved once, you know, your dad got a job, right? Or you moved from, I'm just using a random place, like Orlando to Atlanta, you know, one time in your life. But I think for the most part, we relatively grow up, our parents, if they have a stable job, it's kind of in a general area. That is not true for coaching at all because I can't always relate to coaches. I'm like, why would you leave? You have a pretty unreal job. But coaching, because a lot of us, like I say it all the time with me, if someone offered me a job right now in like Dallas, one, I basically work for myself and I'm doing pretty well financially. And it would, it would, you'd have to triple the amount of money I'm making even to get me to be interested. Part of it is just I'm comfortable. And I'm not comfortable in a content way. I'm comfortable in a, I like where I live. I like what I'm doing. This is my ethos, the area that I live in and kind of where I feel like I thrive. And coaches don't think like that. Coaches, I mean, you all know, because if you're listening to this, you're a football fan. Whenever your team, whether it's college or pro, but it happens all the time in pro, it happens in college too, you hire a new coach. And if you're like me, and I'm st- I still do this to the day, if it's a guy that I don't know, I'll Wikipedia or I'll go to his bio, like if you're, let's say you're a Bengal fan, and you just hired a new linebacker coach, the first thing you do is you type in his name, and you see where he's worked, and usually, right, once the guys, if the guy played in college, right when he's done playing, he kind of starts going on this crazy path, it's like, well, he worked at Northwest Missouri State, then he got a GA job at Florida, and then he went to the Minnesota Vikings, and then he went to Texas A&M, and then he finally got his coordinator job with the 49ers, and then he was fired, and he had to go back to Georgia. And you're like, this guy's only 40, and he's had lived in 16 different places. It really is the ultimate nomadic profession. Unlike, I would say, and maybe maybe I'm crazy, I don't know if there's anything even close to it, that is truly nomadic in terms of you're always moving. It's one thing like, like an actor, you know, you always have different jobs, but you, you just go somewhere to shoot the movie, and then you come home. Like, you can have a home base. In football, you can't, unless you're Paul D. Podesta, you, you can't, like if you're Jason Garrett, you have this home in Dallas. Well, if you get this Giants job, you got to go to the Giants. And like, I'd say this for Jason, I can't relate to Jason Garrett at all. Jason Garrett, who played in the league, who now is coached in the league, has banked, he's clearly not a dumb guy. I'd imagine minimum, at minimum, he's got $50 million in the bank. If I had $50 million in the bank, there is no chance on God's green earth I'm taking a step back and I'm going to the New York Giants to call plays, which is kind of ironic because Jason Garrett, who did not call plays, who's a CEO head coach, is now going to go work for, potentially, it's not official or anything, I know he interviewed with the Giants, for the Giants, who also have a new CEO head coach because that guy can't call plays and is much younger. It's just kind of crazy the, whole, the way that worked out. But I think when you look at LSU, Joe Brady, I am, I like when guys, and the reality is in coaching probably more than any other business, you truly have to strike when the iron is hot. Because Joe Brady, who just was going to get a massive raise, think about this, Joe Brady, who was basically a quality control coach two years ago, less than that. He was a quality control coach in the 2018 Saints season, probably making 80 to 100 grand. 
he he might have been from. I, I tried to text around. I couldn't get a number. I'm just gonna guess. Let's say eighty five thousand dollars. The next year, Ed Ogeron, or really that you know off season in like January, Ed Ogeron hires him. He makes four hundred thousand dollars to go work for LSU. And one thing was clear when we all watched the national championship. He wasn't even the guy calling the plays. Now he had a huge influence on the offense. He brought the Saints offense. He clearly is a high level guy. Sean Payton, Steve Carmichael. These guys really like him. He's really, really smart. He's got a little swag to him. I'm rooting for him. And all of a sudden, LSU realized, this guy's a stud. We're going to double his salary to keep him. But in college, assistants, you can't control where they go. So Matt Rule, I guess Joe Brady, went from the million dollars that LSU was about to pay him to probably making around $2 million for the Carolina Panthers. So think about this. At the end of 2018, before Ed Ogeron got on the phone, he was, let's just throw in a number, $85,000. About 13 months later, maybe even less than that, it might be actually 12 months later, he's going to be making $2 million. And I don't even know how many plays this guy called all season. Because if you watched it, the Emzinger guy was the actual one verbalizing the plays to the quarterback. Now, they've said that Emzinger would give him opportunities in red zone and just when he was feeling it in a certain situation. But this guy still never called plays. And he's making $2 million. It's one of the crazier rises in history. Even Kyle Shanahan, he had to call plays for 10 years. Even LaFleur had been a position coach forever. And then he actually called plays for a year with the Titans. Didn't go that well. McVay, we don't really know what he was doing because Jay Gruden, but he had coached positions. And then he had become the offensive coordinator. Joe Brady went bang, bang, boom, offensive coordinator. And let's call a spade a spade. If the Panthers are good next year and their offense is explosive, he'll be a head coach next year. I mean, we've just seen it for three or four years. These young, skinny white guys are getting jobs. So this guy went from $85,000. There is a chance if this goes well well in Carolina. Now, we don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but this guy's calling the plays. If they have an explosive offense, how is this guy not a head coach in 2020? How is he not? I don't. I just don't see how it's... If they are successful. Now, I, it's going to be hard for them to be successful because we don't know the quarterback. But when you look, you go, they got DJ Moore. They have the dude from Samuels from, from Ohio State. They got Christian McCaffrey, who's one of the more dynamic players in the league. I mean, they could be really, really good. But it's a good example of, if I was, I was like, God, you got a pretty good thing at LSU. Maybe next year they let you call more plays. But that's not how these coaches think. Because Dave Aranda, the LSU defensive coordinator, who just took the Baylor head coaching job, is there a better job in sports when you are making 2 to $3 million to be a coordinator? To be a, he's making $2.5 million. Brent Venables, who I thought was the highest paid coordinator in the league, and I tweeted it during the game. Some An LSU fan, well, he's like, actually, because I, I looked it up, Venables makes about $2.2 million. Aranda was making $2.5 million, and he's not even the boss. He doesn't like get any of the criticism. And he they he's clearly important. His team is always going to have elite defensive players. I'd say that's one of the better jobs in America. I'd stay at LSU like Venables for a while. And I'm, I look at myself like a pretty ambitious person. I don't think you're like n- turning down jobs because you're scared. It's just you have a great gig. Look at Brett Venables. The guy's going to become a legend at Clemson. Making he's, Brett Venables, the defensive coordinator at Clemson, has almost a $12 million contract. He's not even the head coach. But these coaches are not wired like that. They move and 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 they move. It's just I, most of us can't relate especially once you started making a lot of money. If I had a good job, it's why, I like, if I was Lincoln Riley, I'd stay at Oklahoma for a long time. I, I really would. Now, I'm not wired like a coach. It's why I kind of got out of the business, partly because I just wanted to do other shit. But also, I, I, I wasn't in the moving business. And that's why I, I do respect these coaches. They, they look at communities like stepping stones. I mean, it just really, really means nothing to them. Because the majority of them, are not going to be Bill Belichick that are going to be able to be a place for 25 years. Or Andy Reid that's going to have two jobs and both of them, I mean, he could coach the Chiefs for another 10 years, so he could have two jobs 15 years each. Like, that, that's not normal. Most guys jump around. Most guys get hired. Most guys get fired. You know, they say you're kind of hired to be fired. And that's the way these guys think. And it's it, it truly, with the, with the amount of money, it's just, 
it, it's pretty nuts. It, it really, really is. And these guys, uh, the, these coaches, man, are just a different breed of human. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long long way away with over 122 million parts you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof racks bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Okay, well... We all have different points and times in our life, personally and professionally, where there's just a lot more pressure on us, right? I was thinking about it personally. If you have a wife, there's a lot of pressure on you, just in times like with her birthday or with your anniversary, depending on your relationship, but Christmas, whenever, or your kids, you know, to do, get them stuff, right? Uh, to be nice to them, just to be, to be appreciative. Professionally, depending on what you do, it may be end of quarter sales, it might be 
you know, a huge meeting that you need their business, whatever, and you feel extra pressure than just a typical day in the office. Well, the thing with sports, there is extra pressure in the playoffs. It's just, that's not even arguable. Now, in basketball and baseball, the regular season is really not as important, just given how many games they have. I mean, there are specific games. In baseball, there are specific series that you need to win. But, like, once you're a 100-win team in baseball, every game doesn't matter. Like, individual games. In basketball, clearly, because guys sit out all the time. Football, the regular season, there is still a shitload of pressure to play well, to produce. Now, you can have a clunker, but to make the playoffs, you got to have a good season. you got to be good most weeks. Like, I've worked in the league. Like, you feel the pressure on a weekly basis. But the playoffs, it gets amplified a hundredfold. Maybe not a hundred, but like big time, 50, right? It's just, you you lose, you're done. There is no tomorrow. It's why all we talk about all season in football is like, what do you got to do to make the playoffs? What do you got to do to make the playoffs? What do you got to do to make the playoffs? And then once you make the playoffs, all the chips are in the middle of the table. And the pressure is immense. And with the four teams left, I, I kind of just was thinking about who has the most pressure on them. Given their legacy, given where they are in their career, just given who they are. And I think there are two guys that are just in a category by themselves in terms of most pressure. Definitely most to lose slash most to gain. And I think the number one guy this weekend who has the most pressure is Coach Reed. I think he knows it. I mean, just like for a split second last week when he was down 24-0, I started feeling weird. I'm like, he, this is not going to happen. The Chiefs are not going to go out like this. Now, thank God, they flipped a switch, 51 straight points, kicked the crap out of the Houston Texans, and by the end of the game, we're all ripping Bill O'Brien. But now they're hosting the AFC Championship game, which it shows you the perspective. Andy's so damn good, the standard is so freaking high. The Kansas City Chiefs had never hosted an AFC Championship game in the history since the merger, since 1970. Now they're hosting it in back-to-back years. That's just, that's what Andy Reid does. He goes to championship or, you know, conference championship games. I looked this up. What's crazy is everyone was like, oh, Coach Reed laying an egg against the Texans. You know that Andy Reid has more playoff victories than Sean Payton and Pete Carroll? He has, I'll put this in perspective, he's been to 27 playoff games. His record is 13 and 14. So with a win, he'll have a 500 playoff record at 14 and 14. Coach Reed has 13 playoff wins, 14 playoff losses. His 14 playoff losses, so that just the games he's lost, like getting to the playoffs does matter. Like Bill Walsh lost in playoff games. Sean Payton has been to a total of 15 playoff games. Let's call it what it is. Sean Payton's won and done a lot in the playoffs. So if Andy wins this game, as he should, he's a heavy favorite. It's at home. He has a huge advantage at quarterback. His team is just better. Like, there is no doubt, like, there's pressure on him to get to the Super Bowl. And then in the Super Bowl, I think he's a Hall of Fame level coach. His resume is pretty special. He's won a boatload of games. He goes to the playoffs every freaking year. He wins the division now every freaking year. But it's, you know, it's time to win a Super Bowl. Because when you think about Sean Payton and Pete Carroll, and he knows that. That's why he works. He wants to win a Super Bowl. And the reality is, if they were to win the Super Bowl this year, they would be the favorite next year. Because that guy Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. He has more playoff victories than Pete Carroll and Sean Payton. And I think the casual guy just thinks like, oh, Pete Carroll and Sean Payton are better than him because they've won a Super Bowl. And it shows you that one game, and it, it, right or wrong, and I, and I do kind of lean, it is more right. Like that's the whole point of this thing is to win that thing. And I don't think this is his best team, but the, the opportunity is there. I mean, he's hosting the Titans, who are the ultimate Cinderella story. He has the clear better quarterback. Rewatching that game against the Titans, it took some freak plays. They were up 29-20 to 20 in the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I'm confident we'll talk about the games coming up, but I don't think it's even arguable that if on the pressure rankings, I would put him at one. At number two would be Aaron Rodgers. And while he is an underdog, he's viewed as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And unlike, you know, Andy, who doesn't have the Super Bowl, he has a Super Bowl. But I think sometimes when you talk about Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Montana or, you know, some of the great quarterbacks, Elway, they have multiple Super Bowls. Manning, Eli and Peyton, but Eli doesn't fall into that category. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, to me, is too good of a quarterback Never to make it. You don't. Have, I don't think he even needs to win another Super Bowl. 
because the difference in the gap between no Super Bowls and one Super Bowl is pretty big. But there is a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers just to get to another Super Bowl. Do you know what's crazy about Aaron Rodgers' career? This is only the the second time, or excuse me, the third time he's ever been to a conference championship game. It's not like he goes to the conference championship game all the time. And now granted, he's an underdog and his team's not as good, but he is an all-time great player. And sometimes all-time great players, Michael Jordan, uh, Elway, whoever, just take over in an individual game. And it's not like the Niners have some huge pedigree of winning a lot of these games. I mean, they've been terrible for really the last half decade. The irony about the Niners is they've had one of the worst decades, it feels like, in forever. This is their 11th playoff game of the decade. Their record in playoff games this decade is 7-3. and three. Now, granted, Harbaugh was 6-3 and three in playoff games, but it's not like this is their fourth camp conference championship game in nine years. Think about like a team like the Raiders. They would sell their soul for that. Fourth conference championship game in nine years. And then I, I try to figure out like who has the next. I don't even think the Titans have zero pressure on them. None. Like Tannehill, Vrabel, there's no pressure. They are completely playing with house money. It'd be like showing up to a blackjack table with $100, then all of a sudden looking down at your chips, and you have $7,500. You're just like, uh, I'm out of here. Like, they've already won. Even the Niners, like, is there some pressure on Kyle? Maybe, but I, I think it's pretty well. Kyle's really good. You know, Kyle's really good. He's a really good coach. Now, I would say the pressure on Kyle would be, is can you let, like, to me, Aaron Rodgers can beat you. And it's like, okay, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest players ever. But can Matt LaFleur beat you? The reason Matt LaFleur is in the NFL is because Robert Sala, who was a quality control guy for the Houston Texans, the Houston Texans needed an offensive quality control guy, and Robert went to Kyle and Kubiak. like, I got a guy for you to talk to. And it was Matt LaFleur. And then obviously Matt followed him to, you know, Washington and went with McVay to L.A., and Shanahan kind of created him. So anytime you're playing, you know, one of your minions, probably too mean, but one of the, your coaching tree guys who's under you, you'd like to beat him. And I think we'd all agree, even Packer fans would trade Matt LaFleur for Kyle Shanahan. So there is some pressure on, I guess, maybe the Niners franchise, just because, you know, they're one of the great franchises ever. This is one of their better teams of Hell, I mean, if they were to win these next two games, one of the great teams in franchise history, they'd be three, 13 and three. Then they would have won the Super Bowl. Like, it doesn't get much better than that. But I, I think the clear leaders in the clubhouse are Coach Reed. I think this is kind of his time. I actually kind of have this gut feeling. Uh, this is just, Chiefs might win the Super Bowl. And then Rodgers. Like, this would be a big moment in his career. Big underdog, playing in San Francisco, the team that passed him for Alex Smith. He's a Northern California guy. I'd say his family and everyone will be at the game, but hell, they don't talk, so maybe they'll buy their own tickets on SeatGeek or something. But I I think those two guys are just in a class by themselves coming into this weekend. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long long way away with over 122 million parts you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly brake kits led headlights roof racks bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, let's dive into the games. And we'll start with the morning game, the AFC game. Titans against the Chiefs. At Arrowhead, minus seven and a half. I rewatched the game today, and uh, I remember watching it live. There were some crazy plays. Mahomes was fresh off the injury, and he was slinging it around. I mean, the, the I always look at it like this. In basketball, it's pretty simple. Like, how do you determine who's going to win a series? Who has the best player? That's just it's just black and white. Who has the best player? You got Michael. You got LeBron. You got Kevin Durant, you're going to win most series. Now, in the finals, you know, the Warriors had like three. They had LeBron, but the Warriors had so, they were so deep, it wasn't really fair. But I'd say if you just follow that mindset in basketball, who has the best player? Like in baseball, who's got the best pitching? In football, who has the best coach? Who has the best quarterback? I think that favors Kansas City. Who has the best quarterback? Not even close. You take Mahomes. Coach, Andy. Though, as I said, I think Vrabel's an up-and-coming uh, modern day Parcells, I'm a big fan. I, I think he's going to be a stud for a long time. People forget last year they were again. I mean, they were in Week 17, win or get in. Their problem was that Marcus Mariota had gotten hurt, and they remember they had to start playing Gabbert. Like Titans have been good now for a couple years, so I, I'm a fan of Rabel. Uh, rewatching that game, Henry had a big touchdown run. Tannehill made some plays. An underrated part about Tannehill, and I think he actually might be the most underrated runner in the league at quarterback. Because he's big, he can run, and he's pretty physical. And if they get Derrick Henry running, they can make plays. It's just that simple. Like, he makes them go. When Derrick Henry goes, they have a chance, as we've seen these last couple games. Now, is he going to run for 180-plus yards against the Chiefs? I would doubt that. I think that run comes to an end. Now, there's a major question mark with Chris Jones, who in that game against the Titans forced a fumble. Did I, yeah, yeah, forced a fumble that ended up leading to a touchdown. So, or I guess it led to a field goal. But he played a huge role. He's arguably the Chiefs' most talented defensive player. Maybe it's Frank Clark, maybe it's Honey Badger, but I just say pure talent, pure attribute. Like, he's the most dominant of the group. Now, he couldn't go last week because he couldn't fire off the calf. I think he hurt this calf like in the locker room screwing around, which is not ideal. If he was healthy, I don't even I wouldn't even question I'd be the Chiefs. I do think you have to uh acknowledge that the Titans are the hottest team in all of football. Uh they had to win to get in week seventeen. They go to New England and win. They go to Baltimore and win. And they've already beat the Chiefs, so they are not coming into this game afraid. Uh, you know, I, I text him back and forth with the GM just telling him congrats 
And I think his response was simple, like our guys believe, you know, and I think that belief is strong. Now, obviously, John Robinson's put together a good team. He has a good coach. Uh, I, I don't think there are, while it's a seven and a half, and that's a huge number in an AFC championship game, they do have talent. I mean, their front seven is good on defense. Rashawn Evans is a really good player, the guy from Bama, who has become a much more complete player. He had a touchdown in, in the uh, in the game on a fumble, but they, they got really good players. Their downfall, I would say, the last several years has been corners because they have good safety play right now. It's corners. And what does the Chiefs have a plethora of? Wide receivers. From Tyreek to Hardiman to Sammy to whoever they're throwing out there is making plays. And they have the ultimate playmaker at quarterback. And they were an offsides last year from D Ford from being in the Super Bowl. Now, I don't know if this team's quite as good the offense last year was probably more potent. The defense this year is better, but missing Chris Jones is a big deal. And people forget, like, that defense played pretty good in the championship game uh, against the Patriots. But, I, I listen, call me a homer. Call me biased. I, I'm going with Kansas City. I, I think this is their time. Uh, they finally make the Super Bowl. And I just think that they would have a very, very good chance if they win this game to win the whole thing, especially if it's good weather in Miami because they're a good weather team. And you put them in a good weather situation, they can score on anybody. Hell, they scored 51 straight points last year in or last week in the cold. Uh, I, I think the Titans have been an incredible story, and they have nothing to be ashamed of, even if they were to get blown out in this game. Because there were points in time in that game week 10 that the Chiefs could have ended up beating them by 20 points, but it didn't quite swing, and then they ended up losing. You know, they ended up losing the game, which still a pretty wild game watching it back. But when you when you just look at this offense, it's too potent. They, they got to be riding an all-time high last week. Like, we can do anything. And I also think when you lose to a team in the regular season and then you see them again in the playoffs, not that you need, like, you don't need, not that Coach Reed some Newt Rockney giving Newt Rockney speeches anyway. That's not really his style. Like, he likes mature guys that are badasses and they can get themselves up for games. But think how much easier it is when you're trying to get a team ready. And they're going to be focused in the playoffs, but that team has beat you in the regular season. And that ha- it happened to the Packers, too. Like, you don't need as many rah-rah speeches that way. You just throw on the tape. We lost. They beat us. And this ain't the NBA. We ain't throwing the game. We tried to win, and they beat us. So I, I the number, I, I struggle with both these numbers. Uh, it's probably why every time I gamble, I lose. I would te- I would be tempted to take the Chiefs minus seven and a half, but like I said, the Titans are the hottest team in the league. The thing is, while they are super hot and their defense has been playing pretty well, and they put up an incredible game plan last week against Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes ain't Lamar Jackson. You can't. The game plan was force Pat, uh, Lamar Jackson to throw. That ain't gonna work against Andy and Pat Mahomes. They they, they would they would. Sell their, you know, they'll do anything for you to force them to throw. That's what they want to do. So how do you stop them? And when you watch that game going back today, it was like there were guys open all day long, and Mahomes can find them because the, their corners aren't that great. And that's to me the ultimate the difference. So I like the Chiefs to win the AFC, and then the NFC. You watch that game back, and it was it was borderline over at halftime. It was twenty to nothing, and then the Niners hit Kittle. They got another field goal, and then they hit Kittle for a big play midway through the third quarter, and it was like 29-0. I mean, it was just the route was on. And I, I think while well, you'd be like, well, you're biased on this one too. Yeah, I mean, I've watched the Niners pretty closely. But they're just more talented than the Packers. I like their coach more. If you did the coach quarterback thing, you'd go, well, I'm taking Kyle Shanahan over LaFleur, and obviously you take Rodgers over Jimmy. But I think the Kyle thing is a huge, huge thing. Because I think Kyle is dramatically better than Matt LaFleur. Now, if somehow, and I wrote about this week on The Athletic, if the Packers can muddy up the game and keep it low scoring, that is their only chance. They don't score many points. They win a lot of close games. And they, they got good players. But they're not scoring. Like the Niners game that they beat the Saints, the 48-46, like they don't even have that in the bag. You can't get into a shootout with the Niners. But they're more potent. Like, you watched the, the Vikings last week when the Niners just kind of put them into headlock and won 27-10 and ran the ball down their throat. That's going to be a little more difficult to do. One, because once they got, like, you can't 
force the Packers to throw. Well, they do have Aaron Rodgers. The, the Niners game plan was stop the run, force Cousins to throw. That, that's not the plan here because Rodgers can kill you. Now, he, their issue is beside Devontae, they're not as potent. They got the Lazard second-year guy, not bad. Jimmy, shell of himself, can still function. That's about it. Now, they are, they're running backs, and Aaron Jones is a good player. The problem is the Niners shut down everyone. And you could be like, well, Middlecoff, they gave up a lot more points the, the last five or six games of the season. Well, you know who's back? All their defensive players. Kwaski Tart, back. D Ford, back. Quan Alexander, back. Look what they did to Minnesota. They smothered them. If it wasn't for Akella Weatherspoon, who got benched after he got smoked on the three plays by Diggs, would the Vikings have scored a touchdown? Maybe not. Think about that. The one touchdown they scored came on a guy that lasted one series. Literally, they yanked him out of the game, and he's been yanked out of several games. And he, I would imagine he is not starting this week. Kyle won't refuses to say, it's, you know, the gamesmanship. But look, Mosley will start. And Mosley, I mean, he's not Richard Sherman, but he's better than Akella Weatherspoon. And the Niners, their defense is so freaking good that if the game does stay low scoring, it gives the Packers a chance to win, but it still favors the Niners. I just, the only scenario I see the 49ers losing this game would be Jimmy throwing a couple picks and maybe they have a fumble, like a three or four turnover game. And the Packers only maybe have one. The turnover differential would have to be like three because the Packers aren't as talented. Now, the Packers have a couple talented guys on defense with Zadaria Smith, Preston Smith, Kenny Clark, Jair Alexander, uh, the Savage, the rookie. Yeah, I, I like a lot of their defensive pieces. But the 49ers aren't predicated on offense because they scheme the offense. Their coach is elite. They they are just, they'll do whatever it takes to for it to work. Like they aren't tied to one play. I saw George Kittle talking about it. He's like, you know, we can run deep routes and throw double passes like we did against New Orleans, New Orleans, excuse me, or run power down your throat until you say uncle. Like, we'll do whatever it takes. That's where they are kind of like New England. Like, they do have a, like a base offense. It's the zone running scheme. Like, that's their base offense. But they'll run any play that works. Kyle is not tied to any individual play. Like, he'll run, if you'll give them the slant, they'll just run the slant, slant all the way down the field. If you take it away, then they'll run something for Kittle, and then they'll run a double reverse, and then they'll run a quick screen. They, they, they don't. There's no rhyme or reason. I mean, there is a rhyme or reason in their offense, but there's not. Every play is always available because they'll do whatever it takes to work. What kind of Peyton Manning ish? Even though they have like a defined scheme, whatever you give them, they'll just they'll bludgeon you with it. He has no problem. Like he has no ego as a play caller. That's really what makes Kyle great. And I, I talked to a buddy in the league that gave LaFleur a lot of credit. He's like, they've done a much better job of committing to the run this year and becoming a more balanced offense because they've had to because beside Devontae Adams, they don't have the, you know, the horses. But back to what I said, like, it's hard to run it on the Niners. You just, there's not much, not much daylight. But like I said, if Rodgers, there's pressure on him just to play well because that's what happens when you're a superstar player and you make $35 million a year. That's why you're one of the most famous guys in the league. And if he were to upset this Niners team and have one of his great all-time games, it'd be one of his most legendary performances. And I'm a Rodgers guy. I think he's one of the best five or six quarterbacks ever, clearly. You'd be an idiot to argue anything else. He's an elite player. But I think this is tough, man. I don't know if he's coming to a gunfight with a knife, but maybe he's got a gun. I just don't think he has that many bullets. And so when he shoots, he better make sure he hits. Because if he misses, he'll run out of bullets and they'll be screwed. And it can snowball on you with the Niners because they're so talented, their defense is so relentless, and they can score in bunches, even though, like, you'd say, well, who's their best offensive player beside Kittle? And you're like, ah, Debo. You know, it's not like they got Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. out there, but this is going to be very, very tough for the Packers. So, you know, maybe I'm being a homer here. I I like the Niners. I mean, I'm taking the – they're favored by over a touchdown. I'm going Niners Chiefs Super Bowl, and uh, I don't even – you know, I'm – I don't even know where to start there with who I'd be rooting for, but that would be uh, that would be my perfect Super Bowl. If you ask John, if you had to start the season, who would you want in the Super Bowl? I'd be like Niners Chiefs, and that's we're, we're sixty minutes away from that, so th- that's my pick. I'm going Niners. I'm going Chiefs. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats. 
That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. But with the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card, you can do both. You earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you can earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like those new golf clubs you've been eyeing, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a divot repair tool for after you've torn up your lawn. Let's try that again. Earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like workout equipment for your home, and then earn 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller to soothe your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are. With unlimited 2% cash rewards, the Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Okay, let's dive into the Middlecoff mailbag. It's about that time. Joe Burrow reminds me of Russell Wilson. He avoids sacks like a magician behind the line and throws an awesome deep ball. Do you see him having success in the next level? Granted, he's going to the Bengals most likely. Keep it up, boss. I I, I do. I mean, I, I think he's got a couple things going for him. One, he's really accurate. And if you're going to succeed at quarterback, you got to be accurate. The other thing is, in 2020, the days of Eli's and the Mannings and the Flacco's and the Rivers is dead. The league is not producing offensive linemen. So, but it is producing defensive linemen. Every year, Chase Young's and Bosa's and Chris Jones and Buckner's and, you know, the Simmons guy for the Titans and Zadarius Smith's and those type guys are just coming in the league. Yet, do you notice how many offensive linemen are going really high in the draft? There's not five McGlinchies every year. There's like one. So you have to be able to move around for to be a good quarterback. It's Jared Goff's downfall. He can't really move. And Burrow is accurate and he can move. So I do think he fits the modern day, you know, kind of prototype of what we're looking for going forward. Now, like you said, the Bengals, who's he throwing it to? They do have Joe Mixon. They do have an offensive head coach. 
but it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. I know Saban is supposed to hate LSU, but Saban has to love that game last night. I I thought about so some of these are a little older, but he's he coached at LSU, won a championship at LSU, and so do you have any ties to LSU? Obviously, some of his former players like the Booger, not is Booger. I think Booger was his guy. I think Marcus Spears, that whole crew of guys. But at Alabama, they're his rival. Ed Ogeron talks some shit after they beat him. But it's not like he's going to root for Clemson because Clemson's beat him a couple times in the national championship. I think he was probably indifferent. I think he was just watching them going, well, LSU's losing the quarterback. They're screwed. And then it turns out their defensive coordinator's gone and Joe Brady's gone. So good luck, Eddie O. But not like anyone in Louisiana will even care next year. They'll be so happy they're a national championship. And Clemson, I think he's looking more at Clemson, like, how am I going to beat this team next year in the national championship? Because I plan on seeing you in the national championship. My buddies and I are having uh, have been arguing who's had better Heisman season, Cam Newton or Joe Burrow. Just curious your thoughts. I'd have to look back at the Cam numbers. I would say what Cam did just in a vacuum of he didn't have as much talent around him was really, really impressive. Here, here would be the knock on Brady was that he played with Chase, who will be a top 10 pick. Jefferson will be a top 20 pick. The running back, you know, he's a running back, so he'll go in the second or third round, but he'll be a starting NFL player. Moss, kid will get drafted late. They got some other weapons. All these guys are getting drafted. How many guys on Cam's offense at skill guys got drafted? So I, I think they were both really, really impressive. I mean, Brady, just what he was doing, was doing the freakiest shit we've ever seen. Running around, throwing deep bombs, hitting guys in the hands. It was crazy. So, I maybe recency biased. I mean, I can barely remember two years ago. I'd have to go back and, like, YouTube cam. I, I wasn't living and dying with the SEC like kind of we are now, just as football fans. We watch a lot more SEC football. So, I'll give Joe Brady the nudge. But I cam season was... A dominant force. So I'm not I'm not anti-Cam trying to diminish him. How do you think the Cowboys should draft play free agency this year to help them win a Super Bowl? Well, they got to figure out how much they're going to pay Dak. They got to keep Amari. They need some more pieces on defense. Uh, and they should just... One big thing is they got a lot of pieces already in their team. They just need Mike McCarthy to be a lot better than Jason Garrett. If Mike McCarthy can be really good... Which you know, I think they hired him to be really good. They keeping Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore on the staff as the offensive coordinator. Then they should be a playoff team. Simple, period, point blank. With the roster they have, and with Mike McCarthy, if he was like Mike McCarthy the first seven or eight years in Green Bay, not the last couple, they should be a playoff team. Hey, love the podcast. Found it on accident last fall, and have listened ever since. Well, you know, sometimes better to be lucky than good, right? I'm Packer fan from Minnesota, and after watching Sunday's game, I was curious your thoughts on a couple things. One, what should they go for in the draft? I think they should probably use linemen and a wide receiver. Defense is probably number one, but is there something else that is just as big? Wide receiver, for sure. Am I the only one that thinks Matt LaFleur should be in serious consideration for Coach of the Year, considering what he's had to work with going 13-3? and Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what Matt LaFleur's done, Right, because they don't score that many points. But after breaking down their roster, they don't have that much talent. They got Rodgers. They got Devontae. Offensive line's average. You know, Bakhtiari, I think they got the rookie left guard. Jenkins is good. Center's okay. The right side's pretty average. Jones is solid. Devontae's a stud. Rodgers is an all-time great. So, yeah, and he's the offensive play caller. Now, Rodgers has a big influence on it, too. But maybe I was too hard on Matt LaFleur. Now, do I think Matt LaFleur's Kyle Shanahan? No, I don't. And maybe it's I'm letting my biases from what people have talked said about him. And I like Matt LaFleur when I watched him coach when I went to the Tennessee Titans practice two years ago when I was in Nashville. It was impressive. He was on guys. So I don't think like he doesn't have actually some shit to him. I, I was more impressed at practice watching him get on guys than I ever am in his press conference setting. Now, in fairness, not everyone's comfortable in a press conference setting. Not everyone's Bill Parcells, you know, in front of a camera. Right, just a huge personality. Some guys don't like it. You know, some guys are comfortable. Like Mike, watch Mike McCarthy in a press conference. That's not really his setting. That's not where he thrives. Mike McCarthy thrives in a film room, in a meeting room, in a practice setting. So maybe I am too hard. 
And maybe I need to reevaluate. He beats Kyle Shanahan. I'll be the first to say I was dead wrong. Been a Packer fan, been a lifelong Packer fan, been listening for about a year now. I'm skeptical about the Packers' chances this week. I think they are a clear underdog. Who do you think is a bigger priority for the Niners to stop, Adams or Jones? I think uh, it's Jones. Because if you can run the ball in the Niners, you have a chance. If you can commit to the run and you can slow the game down, you have a chance. So if the Packers are going to win this game, to me, Aaron Jones is going to have to run for like 100 yards. Maybe not 100, but like 85. And just have multiple drives where he can get them multiple first downs. And just keep the ball, wear the defense out. It's like Devontae's going to get his. Because you can put Devontae in the slot or you can put him... Richard doesn't travel. So you can just put Devontae on the other side or in the slot. And so I, I would say Aaron Jones. My question is, if the Patriots let Brady walk, who will be under center for them next year? Is it Stidham ready... I get this question a lot. I don't know. I I, I really don't. I'd be a little surprised if it's Stidham. Because if you think about it, when Brady, Wally pipped Bledsoe, Bledsoe got hurt. So it's not like Belichick went into the season with Brady starting. Like, would Belichick go in with a pretty good team with Stidham starting? No. Now, who would he sign? Would he sign Phillip Rivers? Cam Newton was cut. Would he sign Cam Newton? Drew Brees outside, I hate that. Would he draft a guy? I I don't know. It's a million dollar question. I, I think it's really hard because we go, oh, Kyle Shanahan likes this type quarterback. Oh, Andy Reid likes this type quarterback. Well, Belichick likes Brady. I mean, it's, he's had Brady. So can he find another Tom Brady? I mean, it's easier said than done. Who's uh how's Belichick gonna replace Tom Brady? Well, he's gonna look for another Tom Brady. But who's the other Tom Brady? I don't know. It's it's the toughest question to answer. If Brady does leave, what are they going to do? I, I I really have no clue. I would be a little surprised if Stidham, if Brady leaves in the next two months, you know, it would be like in March, if he start, like they would find another quarterback. I'm interested in your path becoming an NFL scout. What was the area of study in your first job out of school? Well, I was a business major. School meant nothing for me. Uh, not a big school guy. I was a big sports guy. It was I while I was at Cal Poly, I started working on the football program. And that led me to get a job with Fresno State. For those of you that listen to this, you've heard this story. So I just got involved in college football. But there's no class I took that helped me at all. The, my, the coolest class I took at Cal Poly was sports journalism. And they, like my sophomore year, and I started writing a column for the newspaper. It was actually cool because Cal Poly was not like an Alabama or an SC where there was all this competition to do this type of job. I was the only guy. They're like, hey, you want to write a column? I'm like, hell yeah, I'll write a column. I was like Bill Simmons Jr., even though my columns were terrible. It was called Johnny in the Box. This was before Twitter or Facebook. Like, Johnny in the Box made me kind of famous around uh, around school. It was like, oh, it's Johnny in the Box. It actually, because you just, everyone grabbed the Mustang daily. It was actually the coolest thing I did in college by far. I mean, my jobs were like normal jobs. I worked at like a country club as like a, you know, cart guy. I worked at a restaurant. I just did stupid college jobs. But I, I worked for the football program and the athletic program my last couple of years. But there's no, to me, it's not about, you don't get jobs in sports unless you're going to be like a cap guy through school. It's about hustling. It's about getting involved, doing whatever it takes. That, that's how you get involved with sports is, is through connecting with people. Bengals fan here. With Joe Burrow likely to go number one, what do the Bengals do, need to do in order to make him successful quarterback the first couple years? Obviously, line help, line would help, but would you take a wide receiver with pick 33? I think the number one goal when you draft a young quarterback, and I think the Jets did a shitty job about this, and I'll give Cleveland credit. They did a good job with this. The Ravens did a good job with this. You have the the Eagles were very aggressive. The Rams were very aggressive with Goff and Wentz. The the Tampa did a good job. You have to surround them with playmakers. Worry about the defense second, because your quarterback will fail if he doesn't have guys to throw to, protect, or hand the ball to. Now, if you're the Bengals, I don't have the roster in front of me. That you, you have a sweet running back. Well, AJ Green's a free agent, so you're going to need some wide receivers. Well, this is a good wide receiver draft. So I would be very, very, very open. To drafting a wide receiver with pick 33. I would be very, very open to doing that because I, I think you have to put him in a position to succeed. He's used to throwing to sweet guys. So he's Jefferson and Chase, 
I mean, or more if AJ Green leaves, more than likely he's going to have better wide receivers in college than he will in the pros. That's just that's not an opinion. That's a fact. So I, I would do whatever it takes to get him weapons. A tight end. Uh, I would be aggressive in free agency, maybe pay. I mean, that's not really Mike Brown's deal, but uh, that's what that's what I would do. Question for the podcast. What was the best and worst division in 2010s, in your opinion? If you take out the Pats, the AFC East is probably the worst, I would agree. But with them in, they might be near the top. Curious on your thoughts. Let me think about this. I would probably say, who's won the Super Bowl this year? The Giants, the Ravens, the Eagles, the Pats, Seattle. Uh, am I missing anybody? The Broncos. But it's not necessarily on Super Bowls. You know, if you if you remove the Pat, the AFC sucks. Uh, the AFC North wasn't that great. I mean, it had a couple moments with the Steelers this year with the Ravens, but for a long period of time, when Flacco became overpaid, they kind of sucked, and the Steelers were kind of average, even with Ben and Roethlisberger, or Ben is Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger, A.B. and Le'Veon. The AFC South, you know, the Saints have been pretty good. The Panthers had a moment. The Falcons had a moment. The division that jumps out to me would be the NFC West. Uh, Harbaugh, Pete Carroll. Kicked serious ass in like 2011, 12, 13, 14. Then Arian's team was sweet. They were good from like 14, 15. 13, 14, 15. Maybe it was 14, 15, 16. Seattle's still solid. Now the Niners are good again. That was a pretty good division. You look at the NFC East. You go, well, the Giants won the Super Bowl in 11. The Eagles won it in, what, 17 or 18. That was kind of average. The AFC West... Peyton Manning was really good there. Now the Chiefs are good, but the, the Raiders suck, and the Chargers mostly stink. Uh, the the NFC South, that wouldn't be great. I mean, they had a couple moments there with luck. The Jaguars went to made one playoff run. They've been pretty shitty. The Titans have been mostly bad until the last couple years. Tough question. Uh, that's a good question, though. I, you know, if you remove the Pats, the AFC has been terrible. It really has. I think the NFC West, if, if you did it on Super Bowls, the NFC West only has one with Seattle, unless the Niners win it this year. But I, I think their teams, they've had four powerhouse teams. Seattle for like a four or five year stretch was unreal. The three Harbaugh years were unreal. The three good Arians years were unreal. And now this, and Seattle's still been good the last couple of years. And then this 49er team. Again, maybe I'm biased. I'm an NFC West guy, but NFC North, beside the Packers, you know, Minnesota had like one good year. The Bears have had like one good year. The Lions always stink, but they made the playoffs a couple times with Stafford. I, you'd have to do like a deep study. This is actually kind of a fascinating. Maybe if I'm just super bored, I'll, I'll look through and get all the records. Probably not, though. I need, I need a researcher to do that. Appreciate everyone listening. Enjoy the games. And, uh, and yeah, have, have a great weekend. Happy new year. You know, so I, I, sometimes I write like, you know, like one 15, 19 instead of 20. So it's, it's hard to break that habit whenever a new year starts to write the, the right number at the end of your date. So focus on that. See ya. Peace later. <laughs>
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.